Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. Hey you, how are you? You all right? <laughs> It's weird, this, isn't it? It's like a forced so conversation. <laughs> but it's a conversation we want to have. It's not forced, yeah, no, forced, it's, but it's a slightly odd setup. It right? is an odd setup yeah. because, mm, you know. Got, you're very defensive. You've got your arms crossed <laughs> in front of me. It's like, don't speak to me about this stuff. Uh, you're okay, though. I'm very good. You need a haircut. I do. Yeah, so do I, actually. I, Would, can't, I can't do that I, for I'm going to make you cut my hair. Oh my god, I'd love to cut your hair. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be quite simple. It's just the back, it's gone a bit mullety. Yes. I look in a mirror at the moment and think, oh god almighty, is that really what I look like? It's quite nice to know that men do that too. Oh. I thought that was sort of solely a woman's thing yeah, where you, yeah. you look in the mirror and you think, ugh. And I read articles uh, from women in women's magazines because I work at a hairdresser's quite a lot. So I read lots of lady, ladies' mags. And it's this idea that, that um, w- women feel like they're never good enough. They look in a mirror and pull themselves apart for some reason. But I do that all the time. Well, I think more and more men do that. I, you know, hate the grey in my beard. I hate all these wrinkles around my face. But the, anyway, the point is, this bit at the back's got to come off. So if you could just run the scissors. No, 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 no. I'm not cutting. I'm not giving you a bob round. The... You are giving me a bob. I'm not giving you a bob round the back. Bob me round the back. What, you just want me to cut your hair? Right? Well, look, I'll do it or you'll do it. Um, and I'll cut I'll cut yours, obviously. You need a fringe trim, you need a little bang trim. We're going to ch- cut it just in the middle, though, but not at but the sides. You, so my fringe is getting smaller and smaller. You're cutting... Well, we, can, we can fiddle with that a bit. Okay. The trick is, obviously, you can't stick it back on, so we just no, we do it in stages. No, and I do like the longs. I do like these, these bits. long bits down here. And then you need a little chop just on the ends. And I also need... Sp- I've got a few split ends. Here. Yeah, yeah. I would like to talk about the Antel app. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because... I've listened back mm-hmm. to these podcasts on the app, mm-hmm. and every time I do it, I think, good grief, this app's amazing. I mean, I love the fact that if you listen on Entail mm-hmm. and we mention anything. So the other day, I was listening to the one where we talk about outtakes from Curb Your Enthusiasm, yeah. and then there were lots of other outtakes that we discussed, mm-hmm. and there are links to all the clips of the outtakes oh, on no. the Entail app so everybody can just go and watch them straight away. So when we're talking about Curb, it yes, pops up it and pops then you up. can click on a YouTube yeah. link and watch those things. Yeah. Really? Yes. Funny. I mean, not just that. You can go through to any chapter that you want to go through. Mm-hmm. So if you want to play something to somebody and it's just the chapter about the bamboo mm-hmm. socks, then you can do that by fast-forwarding. Okay. They were very happy, by the way. Oh, the people from yeah. Bamboo Socks, were they? <laughs> they were like, oh, thank you so much. Well, they can send me some uh, more Bamboo Socks then. <laughs> Crikey. I never listen back to anything I've done. Well, I'm telling you... I don't watch anything I've done on TV. I don't listen do back you not? to anything. No, ever? It's a good way of learning rare. what's annoying about, <laughs> about yourself. <me. laughs> no, but honestly, I'd, I'd, if I do things... Yeah. 
Um, I, I try and watch it back through okay. sort of the splits and slits in my fingers as yeah. my eyes are covered. Okay. Just so I learn what, if it annoys me, it's mm. definitely going to annoy other people. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's just a, like a protective mechanism, I think. I don't want to feel humiliated any more than I generally do, so... I try and avoid it, but so I'll have a listen on the Intel app. But it pops up, does it? So yes. anything we talk about, anything, uh, literally everything. Um, so the things we talk about today will pop up on the app. And yes, and you get links it. to it, and you can see the product because oh, when we're wow. discussing it, it's nice to be able to see the product that mm. you're talking about. Okay. What are you going to talk about today? We went to see a movie last night. Oh yeah, we did. Mm, yeah, it was hit miss. We're going to talk about yeah. that. Um, I'm going to talk about. Uh, I'm briefly going to talk about. A Prince playlist that I stumbled across on Apple Music. Oh, you sent uh, that to yeah. me. That's so good. I've had lots of people on the uh, Instagram thing. What's the ins- our Instagram Making account. the Cut podcast. Making the Cut podcast, asking would I review some hair products. So we're not going to do like, I don't want this to be a hair podcast, obviously, and neither do you. But we will occasionally drop some in. So today there is something I'm going to talk about, um, a hair product that I use a lot that I stumbled across about six months ago. And it's fantastic. I'm going to talk a bit about that. I'd like to talk about Rio and Kate. Oh, we watched the Rio and Kate documentary. I'd like What's to talk about that. Is it called Rio and Kate? Becoming a step family. Becoming a step family? Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that because that was quite... We both cried, basically. Yeah, I cried a lot. Yeah. But not of the bits I think we thought we were going to cry. No. I think it was some other bits. Okay, we're going to talk about that as well. First of all, I'm going <laughs> to... I've made you... Some croissants to try. Now, first of all, do you know how to spell croissant? Yes. Go on. C-R-O-I-S-S-A-N-T. I don't know if that's right or not, but I could not spell it. I've tried to write croissant. It's, it's because you say croissant, mm-hmm. but actually it's croissant. <laughs> and a ch- what letters? R. Okay, really? Croissant. Okay. Um, so... I like a croissant in the morning, a croissant <laughs> in the morning, um, but the packet stuff that you buy is rubbish. Yeah, well, the, the cooked, yeah, the, the stuff pre-cooked. that's kind of pre-cooked, it's yeah. soft. Yeah, and you can reheat it, but it, it just... But it never gets it crispy. tastes weirdly processed and a bit synthetic, because mm. there must be lots of preservatives in it. So anyway, I went to a friend's house for dinner a few years ago, and then they had these little frozen ones. Don't know where they got them from, but before we went to bed at night, we were really drunk. He said, before I go to bed, I've got to get these out of the freezer. And he got them out. They were tiny little pastry balls. He let them defrost overnight, and then he put them in the oven. And in the morning, crikey, I was like, these are the best croissants I've ever tasted, even with a raging hangover. Anyway, I've searched for these things high and long, couldn't find them until I went to Waitrose. Now, as you know, I'm not a Waitrose guy. I'm a Sainsbury's guy. But on this occasion... Why? Is that a thing? The Vivaldi. That's a choice. Oh, Vivaldi, Vivaldi potatoes. The Vivaldi potato... You can only get in Sainsbury's. And Why can are, you only get Vivaldi potatoes in well, Sainsbury's? I would have thought the farmer, Mr. Vivaldi, I assume that's why they're called Vivaldi's. That's a joke. They're called Vivaldi's because they're available for four seasons. No. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, they're available all year round. That's why they're called the Vivaldi. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. That's so good. Really? I thought you'd got that. Is that a joke? No, that's... Well... 
They're available all year round. They're Wait. called the Vivaldi, oh so they must no. be because there's the Four Seasons. Okay. Yeah? Okay. It's too much. Because I've got to tell everybody yeah. um, that I was a bit cynical about your Vivaldi potatoes. I was yeah. like, surely a potato's a potato. No way. You were like, absolutely not. Mm. So I thought, I'm going to get some Vivaldis, and I'm just going to cook them, and I'm going to see what happens. So I made some mash. Mm-hmm. And Chester went, oh, my goodness, Mum, this mash is amazing. Yeah. It tastes so good. Mm. And I was like, why? And he talked me through the flavours and everything. I thought, it's the the Vivaldi's. And then we did it with some um, oven-baked chips. I just um, did them with my uh, crinkle-cut chip Mm -hmm. cutter. And they loved them. Mm. So they do taste better. (laughs) And I hate to say it. You were right. It always makes me laugh because I do. I'll do a barbie in the summer and invite a few people around, and everybody goes, "What have you done to these potatoes? <laughs> They're just potatoes." They go, "No, no, no! You've done something to them. You've covered them in summer or something. They are amazing." And like, if I've got twelve people at the barbie, like at least eight of them will go, "Bloody hell, Mike! What are these potatoes?" So the Vivaldi's. That's why I go to Sainsbury's. It's virtually the only reason. Um, but it's it's funny that that mm. of. All the things that would make you choose your supermarket, it's a potato. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wonder if Sainsbury's know that. I reckon they do, because... Well, and, and the farmer probably knows it as well. I mean, he obviously cut a deal with Sainsbury's, and that's the Exclusive. only place... You can't get a Vivaldi, as far as I'm aware, in any other Please supermarket. Please let us know if you can. Yeah. So, I normally go there, but I've never seen these at, at Sainsbury's. I found them in Waitrose. There's a bag of eight frozen pastry croissants. So, they've not been cooked at all. They're still rolls of pastry. And I assume they've done the thing where they've, you know, they, they've layered them with butter and pastry like the milfoy. Anyway, I've put two in Sorry. the oven. Milfoy? Fey. 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 Milfey. Uh, okay. So um, <laughs> I don't know how long they take. 180 degrees, probably about 10 minutes. I just keep an eye on them. But yeah, I mean, pick, pick Right, the first thing one. I want you to hear. Yeah. I'm half French. And the, the most important thing when it comes to a croissant is the snap, crackle and pop. It's got to have crunch to mm. it. Listen to this. <gasps> I know, right? I mean, so good. And it's still warm. And I'm just going to try it. Yeah, yeah. So good. <laughs> it's unbelievably good. They're incredible, aren't they? So do you have to do the same thing? Do you have to defrost them? No, I just put that, those, those that are put in from frozen... I think for about eight to ten minutes, not very long. But, I mean, in a morning, with a hangover, a coffee and a croissant, that, they are as good as a croissant you'd get in any top high-end bakery. So delicious. Yeah. They are brilliant. Thank you very, right. very much. Do they do pain au chocolat? Uh, yes, because you can get them in a bag of eight butter croissants, or you can get them where they do, like, a little Danish pastry, a pain au chocolat. An assortment. An assortment. And, nice. And, uh, and they do mini ones and big ones. But for eight butter croissants from Waitrose, £3.30. Oh, that's very good value. It's a bargain, right? Yeah. Um, they've had 112 reviews on the Waitrose website with a complete five-star rating, <gasps> which doesn't surprise me in the slightest. No. Yeah. They're very good. Now, they have had one one-star review out of all of those. And it's from a guy called London Mick. Mick London said they've... 
Pastries too doughy. Having wanted frozen croissants, I would say I'm really disappointed. Having cooked as instructed, <laughs> it tastes very doughy and not nice at all. He's not cooked them right. Uh, you can't beat buying them already cooked. I'm sorry, London Mick, but you can. The, you've obviously just not cooked them right. He hasn't leave them, them in right. For lo- yeah, you leave them in for longer or turn your oven up a bit. There's no way you could give these a one-star review. No. You couldn't give them a four-star review. They are the bee's knees. Like, so go and try them. Is it going to be that you and I are going to have to uh, spread out our shopping to various supermarkets to just go to the supermarkets that sell the thing we love? I'll go, okay, today I'm going to do Waitrose Little and um, Tesco's. You do Sainsbury's Aldi. Mm. um, And Safeway. And Safeway. I'll see you back here in three and a half hours. <laughs> it could well be that. I mean, or we set up our own super supermarket that's got all, <laughs> all the, the best, best stuff. Of all the best stuff that the you can get. The super supermarket. Super supermarket, yeah. See what I did there? Um, so out of 10 for the croissant, I am giving it a resounding 10 out of 10. Wow. I have never had a better croissant. God, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm half French. Uh-huh. It's amazing. Great. Okay, well, yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I don't think they come any better, right? What are you going to hit me with uh, um, today? I'm going to hit you with the world's most expensive pencil. I mean, I'm not sure that it's the world's most expensive pencil, pencil but I think you would be hard-pushed okay. to find a pencil this expensive. Now, is the climax of this review going to be the price at the end, or do you want to say the price I think we're now? going to say the price at the end. Okay. So, mm. when I was getting divorced, mm-hmm. I unfortunately had to get lawyers. hmm and obviously, um, as everybody knows, it's not cheap. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and my barrister had a, an amazing pencil, which I looked at and I said, that's a very beautiful pencil. It's got a silver lid. It's got a silver tip. Mm-hmm. The shaft is... Um, <laughs> what is the shaft? Dark grey, sort of bluey grey. Mm. It's very black. nice. Yeah. It's very pretty to look at. Mm. Anyway, when it was all done and I was no longer uh, using their services, Mm -hmm. as a parting gift, I got this pencil. From your lawyer? From my lawyer. Oh, wow. And there is a box set that you can buy, and that's probably what I'm going to be talking about today, but I got a sort of a, a single pencil. Yes. And the thing is, it's one of those things, I would never, ever, ever have bought this for myself. Mm-hmm. But I really love this pencil. It's so beautiful. So the lid is made of silver, sterling silver. Yeah. Now, putting a lid on a pencil in itself is quite a bizarre thing. You don't need to put a lid on a pencil. The ink's not going to leak. Yeah. But you can protect the the nib. Yes. Um, Well, it's not really a nib. It's the lead. Yeah, yeah. But in the end of the lid that goes on the pencil solid silver the solid silver is a pencil sharpener so you just pull the top off (laughs) and there is um a little pencil sharpener in there so you're Mm. never going to be lost without a pencil sharpener yeah when you're on it then on the other james bond it's so james bond on the other end of the pencil is um a silver top Mm -hmm. and you unscrew that and underneath it is an eraser. Okay. And all of these parts Mm -hmm. are replaceable. So you think, oh my goodness, well, it's a pencil. You're going to use it up. It's going to get shorter and shorter and then it's going to disappear. But actually you can refill or you can get a new pencil. You can get new Mm -hmm. rubbers for the end of your pencil. 
I mean, I'm not sure how much the refills are, but it's by a company called Graf von Faber-Castell. I don't know if you remember Faber-Castell is like the the yes. pencil company that lots of people had colouring pencils. Uh, I and I had a pack of them at school, yeah. And, and artists, artists had, um, yeah. had them. They're, they're kind of a posh Karen Bash, if you, yes. if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, Karen um, Bash, But yeah. this is Graf von Faber-Castell, which is like next level posh pencil what does graph mean is it a name um, or is it a I, I think it's term? i think no i think it's a name no 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 okay i think it's um just a name okay but then what you can do is um you can buy online a box of these uh replacement pencils so you get the pencil then you get a box of the replacement pencils and replacement rubbers for the end as well mm-hmm. and that comes in at a price. So I, I printed it out from uh, the internet today. Yeah. And there's a deal on. Oh, is there? Yeah, there's a deal on. So everybody get rushing because normally the recommended retail price would be £370. But it's on Look at £331 today. Okay. You save £39. Wow. That's a pencil. For a pencil. <laughs> Jesus, Mary. I mean, and Joseph. that's crazy, right? It is, but like you say, it is a really great gift. The thing about gifts is you buy something that somebody wouldn't buy for themselves, and that is probably one of those items. And I I cherish this, and it's... it's, I'm going to take it off you. I've used this a few times around at your place because I've seen it lying around, and I always, I do think, oh, my God, I would love one of these. And it, the this. way that it feels, it's so God. feely yeah. and touchy. And even the pencil is beautiful because I think the weight of the silver yeah. on the end of the pencil, mm-hmm. um, which is encasing the rubber, is so nice to write with. It gives a sort of weight to the... Mm-hmm. Um, the balance. The balance. And I know all about balance because scissors, hairdressing scissors are the same kind of oh, thing. Really? Yeah, You can buy a decent pair of hairdressing scissors for like 50, 60 pounds. But if you want one that just feels amazing in your hand, you pay a grand for. You know, you a grand. Pay, pay a thousand pounds for some hairdressing scissors. No bother. But when you hold them, you think, bloody hell! Like they just feel like an instrument that was born to live in your hand. When do they go blunt? How often uh, do they go quickly. blunt? Do they? Yeah, weirdly quickly. Where do you take them um, to get sharpened? Same place as knives. Yeah, you can take them anywhere, really, to a knife sharpener. I mean, you do. Have, There'll be some experts out there that will say, that's absolutely ridiculous, you can't do that. But I have a guy who comes around in a van and he'll give me a call about once every six months and he'll say, I'm in your area, do you want new things sharpened? And I'll take him about eight, nine, ten pairs of scissors that I've got lying around. Is that how many you've got? I've got loads, yeah. And if you just get them all sharpened, then, you know, I've always got a sharp pair of scissors. Um, but he just does them in the back of his van. They come back, they're as good as new. And But they, they usually go blunt with about six or seven months. Mm. Because they're made of this stuff. Most of mine are made of this stuff called cobalt, cobalt metal. And I don't even know that, but it's metal that's been folded and folded and folded and folded, uh, if you can imagine. And so it stays sharp for as long as possible, but it's extremely brittle. So if you drop them, they often shatter. No. Because the metal's been hardened so much. It's the stuff they used to make samurai swords out of back in the day. But yes, so they can be quite brittle. And although they're sharp, once they go blunt, they then go really blunt very quickly. But anyway, we've drifted onto scissors there. But um, the pencil's got the same kind of uh, feel about it. It's very, very It's very, very, it's tactile. You want to touch it and feel it. And when when the lid's on, Mm. you know, it's nice to kind of sit there and play with it. I would never, obviously, I would never buy it for myself. But it is a gift and that I was incredibly grateful yeah. to receive. And um, it's 
It's like a trick. Felt because very lucky. It looks like you know a kind of Mont Blanc pen, or you can imagine it being a fountain pen, and all the rest of it. And as you really, <laughs> if you remove the lid and it's a pencil, it's like what? what? A pencil? What? But it is really nice, uh, and even the little rubber tip at the end is absolutely I gorgeous. I know. It's all just very pretty. Yeah, it is. Um, okay. So there you go. I mean, if you go on the Entel app, uh, you could be able to see all of that, and we'll stick it on the um, Instagram account as well, yes. right? Making yes. the podcast, yes. and you can have a little look there. Aesthetically, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, the price, obviously, it's yeah. prohibitively expensive. No one in their right mind's going to buy it, but but I really really love it mm-hmm. i mean I, I i'll go for six seven out of ten i think i think the price is the too price, much but it, it is just it's beautiful. so nice yeah. it's beautiful should we review something that we've seen together yep so we ended up down panton street i think uh, mm-hmm. at the odeon there and all that was shown was the gentleman which is the new guy Ritchie movie i want you to play a game with me ray i don't want to play a game oh please no i said play a game with me raymond Right. Lovely. I want you to imagine a character. Your boss, Mickey Pearson. You're too smart to be blackmailing us, Fletcher. Yeah. Sweet Mary Jane is my vice. Your poison, on the other hand, is and always has been the destroyer of worlds. You're out of touch, and I would like you to consider an offer. I am not for sale. And... We said, let's go and see that. I mean, I've always I mean, quite I've liked got to, Yeah, and I've got movies, to say, like, I did want to see it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like, oh, all that was showing, we mm. just thought we'd go. I was looking forward to seeing it because I love Guy Ritchie movies. I did really enjoy Snatch mm. and I did really enjoy Lockstock. Yeah. And both of those were done when he was young. They were yeah. his first two films. And the second one, I remember being so excited because Brad Pitt was in it. Yeah. I thought, oh my God, like a Hollywood star is actually in one of Guy Ritchie's movies. There are always holes in his script or there are always sort of newcomer actors Mm -hmm. who are slightly struggling maybe with an accent or a bit eggy with their acting, but you kind of forgave it because it felt like a fledgling, exciting director Mm -hmm. who was bursting into the scene. Mm -hmm. You just thought, well, this is really different from anything we've seen and it's exciting and it feels edgy. Mm. I didn't feel like that about last night. I'd wanted to see it for a while as well. And on IMDb... It ticks all the boxes. It's got... Have a guess what the reviews are on IMDb, the rating. Six and a half. 8.1. Can you believe that? And it's an hour and 53, so it's under the two-hour mark, and it's over seven. So it's an absolute watcher for me uh, with regards to, to that. 8.2? 8.1, yeah. One. 28,000 reviews. What? And it's rated at 8.1. Um, it's got Matthew McConaughey. 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 Matthew McConaughey is in it. And Charlie Hunnaman? He's the um, Viking-looking... Yes. I thought I didn't know that was his name. Michelle Doherty, who played uh, Lady Mary in um, Downton Abbey. Jeremy Strong's in it. Colin Farrell's in it. Colin Farrell. Well, let's go back to Colin Farrell, because Hugh Grant is also in it, who largely stitches the whole thing together. Eddie Marsden's in it. I mean... The people who are in it are brilliant. And the trailer's brilliant. When you watch the trailer, you think, my God, this is an absolute no-brainer. So I wonder if there's, there's a bit of The Emperor's New Clothes in, in there as well, where you've got to like it because it's full of the best actors you've seen and it's Guy Ritchie and blah, blah, blah. So um, the premise is that Hugh Grant plays a kind of creepy 
private detective working for a major uh, a major newspaper, i.e. something like the Daily Mail, which is interesting because obviously he was at the forefront of the Leveson inquiry. So he probably loved playing that character because those are the characters who hacked his phones and yours, I might add. So he, <laughs> he is horrible in it. And um, he seems to have unraveled a kind of mafia-type uh, operation to do with uh, selling weed throughout Britain. And in doing so, he can either sell the story to the paper or he can go to the, the, the kind of bad boy weed guy and, and sell all that information to him for 20 million quid. And in doing so, then tells the viewer us like uh, the story, the narrative of the story through a kind of, um, I guess he's narrating it as you go through the film. It kind of doesn't work, though, right? Well, it just doesn't feel believable because, mm. um, you know, he would have been killed. Yes. You know, before he'd even got a third of the way through the story because, mm. the, well, first of all, he broke into a gangster's house. You don't break into a gangster's mm. house and frighten him in his kitchen without yes. getting sort of 17 bouncers to yeah. chuck you out. Um, and it felt very obvious that he was there to be mm. the narrator of the story to tell to tell the tale and to play a game with the ga- I mean I just I didn't believe that he would have been given that much time and license by somebody mm. you could forgive him that to a certain extent but it's the fact that the, the film needed a narrator to explain what was going on because they took a very simple concept but really overcomplicated it there's too many names in it you can't work out who is who and what they're doing whether they're good whether they're bad and I realised that might be the idea that we're tr- they're trying to kind of fool you into this thing but the whole thing became quite confusing to me in a very unenjoyable way. So I, I, I got most mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. and I understood all the characters and everything. But the, I was bored in the first, for the first hour. We nearly left, didn't we? Yeah, I very, very nearly left. And I haven't left a film since Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. You walked out through Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's one of my favourites. I, I only walked out because I couldn't stomach it. The thing I like about that film is at the end, he stabs someone with a pintail comb. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I just think, brilliant, because throughout my entire career, I've always thought the pintail comb is a brilliant murder weapon. <laughs> yeah, why does no one, no one ever use it in a movie? <laughs> and when he stabbed that girl in the eye with it, I was like, yay, he's used a pintail comb to kill someone. I didn't know that. Um, on that subject, yes. sorry, we're drifting, but... Um, the documentary of Henry Lee Lucas is on Netflix, and I watched it oh, recently. Six parter. Is it good? Well, I don't know. Six parter. I think it's a six parter. It's not just oh the one off. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Well, his story is more weird than you think, because he didn't really kill hardly anybody. What? He, he just admitted to loads of murders <gasps> that he didn't take place because he loved the notoriety of becoming <gasps> the most prolific serial killer in America. None of it's true. He made it all up. You got to watch it. It's really oh good. My God! Now, whether they knew that when they made that movie or not, I, I don't, don't think know. they did. This was ages ago. Yeah, yeah, it was in the eighties, late eighties, yeah. early nineties. Yeah. Uh, well, this might have come out throughout the nineties. Mm. Um, but as they unpicked the murders, they realised it was impossible for him to have committed them. <laughs> he was in different parts of the country and all sorts of stuff. But every time they brought him a new murder and said, "You he'd know, go, we, yep, we found this," he'd go, me. "Yeah, yeah, that was me. Oh, I remember the orange socks on that girl. Yeah, and I remember this, that, and the other." He did kill a couple of people, but he didn't kill hundreds like like mm. the story says. Anyway, yes. that was the last time you walked out of the movie. Yes, I, yeah. I wanted to walk out and I thought, no, mm. it might get better. And yeah. it did. Yes, it And did. towards the end, it really heated up. What point did it get better? Um, Colin Farrell. Exactly. Colin Farrell is a brilliant character. Yeah. 
in this film. He's very, very funny. His comic timing is amazing. He reminded me of his performance in... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bruges? Yeah, totally. totally. In, in yeah. Bruges. Yeah. Um, slightly similar character. Mm. But I thought, actually, the shining lights in that film were Hugh Grant, who is exceptional i was worried that i would not be able to see past posh hugh yeah yeah and i completely forgot mm. posh hugh i was so invested in his mm. character but him and colin farrell saved that movie for me Char- what's he called charlie charles yes hunnam's um Hunnam. accent yeah was he was a geordie slight well yes but he was a geordie that slightly went irish sometimes and what i find with movies if i'm thinking about somebody's accent or i hear it slightly wander somewhere else i'm suddenly not in the movie anymore so i found that a bit frustrating um but it did heat up a lot at the end Mm. and i did i did quite enjoy it but i felt like guy ritchie for me I, i enjoy his directing but his the script i felt could have been it's really meatier. forced isn't it you know mm. it's like oh they're saying this because they have to tell us that the story's about to move on mm. so you lose contact with the movie at that point mm. yeah I, I agree i thought the script was really pushing pushing it in all the wrong directions you know i kept thinking oh, do you really need to say that could the actor's face not do that bit it just felt really overrated. half of it felt like a Hollywood movie because you've got Matthew McConaughey in there and people like that and the other half of it felt like a student film or something yes um, it was really clunky and there was bits where they'd spent lots of money and bits where they hadn't and I thought what's the guy from Succession called oh Jeremy Strong Jeremy Strong as well he I was thought not was good. weak me too I and it, I love him in Succession me too yeah. he's so good in that mm. and when it comes out on DVD or whatever they call it these days <laughs> my kids, online yeah my kids used to watch these adverts like for Finding Nemo and the adverts on the telly used to go on DVD now and my kids go dad it's on DVD now like DVD now is a format you know and I said no it's on DVD now and they go no 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 it's not it's a new thing called DVD now and I thought that was really funny uh, nobody else did, obviously, because nobody was laughing, but uh, it was hilarious at the time. Um, but when it comes out on, on platforms or whatever, I will watch it again because my kids will both want to watch it. Now, I've only ever walked out of one film before because I was, was forced to by my girlfriend. And it was the film Alive, where the plane crash in the Andes oh, yeah. and they have to end up eating dead bodies. She refused to stay in the cinema to watch the rest of that. Had to it's interesting it. the things that people turn off about. Do you remember Crash? Yeah. I um, Is it J.D. Ballard? Matt Dillon and all that lot. Um, and Rosanna Arquette 
and um, she was in calipers mm. and they were having sex in car crashes. Oh, no, I was thinking of a different crash. There's yeah. another film. Oh, crash. that's an yeah, amazing that's film. Good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That is such a good film. No, yeah. this was um, a film. And I sat through that film and it didn't really bother me at all, but half the cinema walked out. It's the James Spader one, isn't it? Yeah. You're talking about 1996. Yeah. Um, who wrote it? Oh, it's David Cronenberg, of course. Yeah, but who who wrote it? Because it's like a... Uh, G, uh, G, JG, yeah, Ballard. J.G. Ballard. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and David Cronenberg. So he, he wrote the novel, um, J.G. Ballard. Because J.G. Ballard, it's a, it was a very, very, very shocking novel at the time. Uh, was it? And um, there was a bit where the girl with the calipers and mm. um, the scars mm. um, had sex Okay. And with James Spader and ho- literally half the cinema got up and walked out. And I felt like such a dirty birdie. Because you didn't want to get up Because I didn't want to get up and walk out. <laughs> I thought, God, is there something wrong with me? I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, that's got 6.4 on IMDb. Uh, and it's <laughs> the an one that I stayed 40. in. Yeah, the one it's that got 6.4. In, yeah. What does that say about me? So what are you going to give the gentleman? I'd say six and a half. Yeah, I'd say six and a half as well. That's what I'd give it on IMDb. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Um, And um, the other thing Guy Ritchie did, which was very good, were the two Sherlock Holmes films, the Robert Downey Jr. Yes, they were amazing. They were brilliant. I think he is a great director, but um, your comments about his writing uh, match my feelings about that as well, I think. He'd be far better collaborating, I think, with some better writers and putting out a really great film. I want to tell you about a playlist that I stumbled across because I was looking for something new to listen to because I'm so bored with all of the music I listen to at the moment. It's shocking. So I did that thing on Apple where it goes for you. Yes. Which is ironic when I tell you what they recommended uh, was a Prince playlist. I love Prince. Well, I love Prince. I've loved Prince like... I'm amazed that they recommended that for you. Well, it wasn't just a Prince playlist. It was uh, it was called Prince on the Dance Floor. What? Um, yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is quite good because I'm not I'm not a dancey music. No, but guy. like, how did that happen? How I, did they I recommend you that? I don't know. It just what said have you, you bought? Between the ages, I would say of about thirteen and sixteen, I bought every Prince LP that was available, and I had them weirdly on my wall. So I took the Alp- the LPs out and kept them in their paper thing. But the artwork of all the albums was all over my wall, including the Love Sexy one, which is like a naked picture of Prince. I don't know, my mum must have thought I was coming out, you know. But I loved him so much mm. that I wanted to wear high heels. I bought a guitar because I wanted to learn to play it. Um, I would write out the lyrics. Like, it just, I was just mesmerised by him. And then in the 90s, I really fell out of love with him. Yes, just me went, too. The music got overproduced. I, I fell in love with a different kind of music at that point. But though, what was the album that had cream on it? That was the album I'd lost. The, he lost the me. Diamonds and Pearls. Or yes, something like I that, really. After Wendy and Lisa left, yes, it changed for me. Yes, well, the Prince and the Revolution, of course, was. Um, but I, I, we don't need to do a, a big review on Prince. But I just do want to talk about how many bloody records he made. I just can't believe how many he made. Now, on most of his records, you probably remember this. It says produced, arranged, composed, and performed by Prince which means he, he did everything. He played every instrument from the drums to the bass to the piano to all the backing singing, everything. I can't quite believe that. Yeah, yeah. So not only did he write the theme tune, he rang the theme tune, wrote the theme tune. Um, he, did, he did everything, other than when it says Prince and the Revolution, of course, because then he has a band that's doing all those bits as well. But I think there's only three or four records out of 11 that have Prince and the Revolution on. 
So that's amazing. But listen to this for a, for a 10 year period. Yeah, a, go on. He did um, a, a, an album called For You, which is his first album. That was the joke I briefly made at the beginning. For You. Um, then he did one called Prince, then Dirty Mind, Controversy, 1999, Purple Rain, Around the World in a Day, Parade, Sign of the Times, Love Sexy, Batman, Graffiti Bridge, all in a roughly a 10-year period. And all of that music written by him. That's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I knew that at the time. I just hadn't really thought, like, most people put out an album two, every two or three years. It's like every One eight of them months was a double album. Sign of the Times was a beast, yeah, yeah, and toured, and did two movies. It's incredible. But and I guess he was prolific in that he would be sitting down all the time. He'd probably just hear music everywhere he went. Yeah. He would absorb it. I mean, for me, I think music for him would be so easy, but the lyrics, it's the lyrics yeah, that I, I, I don't understand how he does the lyrics, and some of the lyrics to his songs mm. are so complicated Hated and yeah, yeah. Um, if I was your girlfriend was one of my absolute oh, yeah, favourites. Yes, yes. yeah. Would you let me dress you? If I was your girlfriend, would you let me dress you? Mm. Let me help you pick out your clothes. <laughs> it's amazing. Like what? I know, I know. His lyrics are brilliant. Yeah. So it's not, there's no weakness. There's no chink in his armour. It's not like you could go, oh, you know, he wrote a great song, but his lyrics are a little bit dodgy. Everything is great. I am going to pick you up on that because Little Mm. Red Corvette is hugely irritating. But Little Red Corvette's a sex song. It is totally a sex song. I hate the metaphor, like it being a Little Red Corvette, that she's a Little Red Corvette. And she goes really fast and turns out that she's not a sports car at all. She's a limousine, you know, all that stuff. I, I can't listen to that song and mm. take it seriously. But other than that. Is that the only one? That's the only one. I I've think got to I say, probably, probably. That I, would, I would say that's my least favourite Yeah, well. it's right up there with Sunita's Big Red GTO or whatever it is she did. <laughs> remember that? No. Come on, you must remember Sunita's Big Red GTO. <gasps> <I don't. clears throat> He's got a big red GTO. I know, like really? literally never you know heard Sunita it. You though, right? Yes, I know Sunita. Okay, if you go to the Intel app now, okay. you are going to explore Big Red GTO, which is obviously a metaphor for the same thing as Little Red Corvette, I guess. But anyway, I don't like that song at all. But those first four or five albums, for you, Prince, Dirty Mind, Controversy, off the charts, cool. And where can people find the playlist? It's on Apple Music and it's called Prince on the Dance Floor. But there is one song that the, the point of all this was leading up to this one song that you have to listen to called Pop Life. Which was on an album called Around the World in a Day. And I used to love this song as a kid and I'd forgotten all about it. And I reckon this is the first time I've heard it in maybe 20 years. And it was on the playlist. And I was like... Oh my god, it's just brilliant. Lyrically it's brilliant, the melody's brilliant, the structure of the song's brilliant. There's a big clunky bit in the minute where it stops and then something weird happens and then it restarts. It's as good as anything David Bowie ever did. So have a listen to that. <sighs> Pop Life by Prince. That's big. It's a pretty big statement. That's um, is I Feel For You on it? Uh, on that playlist, yes. Because his version of I Feel For You, is. did he write I Feel For You? Uh, yes, which did is... Did Shaka Khan. Khan then take yes. it and make it? I mean, he's a bit like Springsteen in that sense, is that... He wrote Nothing go- Compares to You. Nothing Compares to You. 
um, a whole bunch of stuff. Mm. And actually, when you go through their back catalogue and have a look at what they wrote, it's unbelievable. So yeah, there's Let's Go Crazy, I Feel For You, When Doves Cry, Raspberry Beret, Sexy Dancer, 1999, blah, blah, blah. There's an hour and 56 minutes of it. There's 25 songs on it. And they're all quite dancey. So they're quite good for mooching around the house. But if you've got, you're having a bit of a party or whatever, they're, they're all... They're all great. I was delighted to find this playlist. It's brilliant. Do you know um, one of the things that mm. I've learned about you that mm. I really like, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's such an insight, is the way that when you loved an artist, you would emulate them in some way. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't just take their music and love yeah. it you would take a bit of their style or you would think i love that jacket he wears mm-hmm. or i love that coat that he wears or the haircut mm. or oh, totally or yeah. I mean, prince I, I you know like paul weller for about 12 years you know i was obsessed yeah i do do that you know and i think it's a kind of like a religious thing you know like people pe- you know religious people look up to jesus or god or whatever it is i think i i, I would definitely say i choose what would you call it ideal men if you like to emulate and then would adopt some of their things that I like I mean not I don't like everything you know but but Prince was one of them like I wanted a purple motorbike and I I did want to wear high heels weirdly for a while did you uh, yeah totally like I would have bought a shoe that had a big heel on it, like a big Cuban heel mm. I mean high heels in Leyland would have got the living daylights <laughs> beaten out of me so I couldn't have gone that far but I definitely wanted all of that. I mean, he had a polka dot shirt in a, on a live concert print. So if you go onto YouTube or whatever, you'll see it. I mean, I had that polka dot shirt. I had trousers that were tight around the arse and slightly flary at the ankle, you know, like, yeah. So all of that stuff, you know, it's <laughs> in me walking down off lane in Leyland, singing along to me Prince uh, on me Walkman. But I did that also with Bono. Like, I became a big Bono fan. And then Mick Hucknall. I mean, I'll dig out a picture for the end of that with me. Like during my Mick Hucknall phase. I and, of course, and we talked stuff. about Michael Hutchins. Michael Hutchins, yeah. From being young, you're always emulating older people. As I've got older, I've now started <laughs> emulating younger people. I go, how old is Alex Turner? He must be 50, right? 55? It's like, yeah, he's about 32. Prince playlist is um, again a ten. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Prince fan, yeah. um, and there were lots of tracks on there I'd forgotten about. Mm. And in fact, interestingly, some of the tr- some of his later tracks that I didn't necessarily like at the time, mm. I'm hearing again and quite enjoying them. So it's definitely, definitely worth listening to. If you're a Prince fan, it's a no brainer. Ten out of ten. I love like when you go to a nightclub and you're listening to kind of general nightclub music, and then they throw in a Prince track. Mm. It's like wow. Like, it shouldn't work, but Mm. it absolutely works. It's crazy. I would give it a 10 out of 10 as well. I'm absolutely loving it. Great. I would like to um, talk to you about francisizing. Do you really need to talk to me about this? I I, I feel like I've got an opinion on it already. um, So... I'm telling you this because this was actually a fitness method. It it was a real thing. And um, it was based on a sort of springy, rhythmic way of moving. Slightly like a horse's gait. Mm -hmm. You know, slightly dressage show pony. Like the fox. Um, Like uh, the fox in the masked singer. Or the unicorn. um, With hands and moving your body like Mm -hmm. this. And skipping along to the music. I mean, basically, it was just moving in a very funny way. (laughs) to music it's like the ministry of silly walks and it was created by a woman called i'm sorry if i've got the name wrong but joanna rawback i think that's how it's spelled okay but i would like you to look it up on youtube now please okay yeah sure okay okay um and what do i type in just 
I'm coming around to help you. Okay. Oh, God, I can see it already. Play it now. Is that her? Yes. Play it. The hair. Okay. Francisized by Joanna Rohrbach. Hello, I'm Joanna Rohrbach of Francisized LLC, and I'm here today to show you the four modes of Francisized. I've got my anti-hyphen plate, and my music's ready. That's a hell of a camel toe. Let's stop talking and do some walking. Look at the... And those are ankle weights, right? <laughs> Look how long it goes on for. Look how many hits it's had. 15 million 15 hits. 15 million. Look how long. She does that for five minutes. Where is that? Like, is that a private residence or... It's got to be Florida, hasn't it? Jesus, so this is only 2012. Yeah. Can I, there is... Okay, pause it. Okay, there is something weird about it. Wait, next... Well, there's lots of things weird about it, but can I just point out that it was uploaded on Christmas Christmas Day. Day. It's a gift. 2012. Is that what it was? It's a gift. It's a gift to to, to to 15 million people. Right, what next? I now want you to go back and have a look at the Francisized parody. Uh, God, he's got a hell of a set. Look of at his legs. Prancercising is like a cross between yoga, CrossFit, and Japanese horseback archery. <laughs> I've been prancercising for about 10 years. My results have been off the chart. You get the gist. I get the gist. Can I just um, say that he's only had 700,000 views? Yeah, and she's had 15 million. 15 million. I, well, I just thought I'd just show you that as a bit of a joke because that's a snapshot obviously. Of the internet right there. But you've got to love that lady, right? Clearly. Yeah. What's not to love? Clearly she, in a bit of a wig. Well, I think that's her hair. Did, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, she's got a beautiful head of hair there. Yeah. Very, very thin. Mm-hmm. Um, with extremely tight leggings, tight in all the wrong places, mm-hmm. um, showing off more than any woman ever should. I guess, you know, I'm joking about it. If you are a, a bit older, okay. maybe in your 60s or mm-hmm. 70s, prancercising might be quite a good idea. It's very low impact. It's yeah. going to be low impact on your knees. It's movement. If, if she's doing it outside, it's going to get you outside. Mm-hmm. If you've got your um, music in your ears, you might quite enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that it's a very funny video. It really, it's really funny. You must, must go and see, <laughs> must go and see that. We'll put it on the Intel app. Okay. Uh, on that subject. Yes. Did you watch Housewife on LSD? I did. It was the sweetest thing I've ever seen. And thank you very much for showing it to me. Back in the day when I, when I was using, mm. I never had a good experience on any kind mm. of hallucinogenic because I was a very insecure person. But they were seeking out people specifically of sound mind mm. who were happy people, who mm. were happy in their life, content. And she had such a good time on it. And it yeah. was the sweetest thing I've ever seen. It's so nice, isn't it? She's so lovely. I know. It? But weirdly, it's a it's quite a terrible advert for taking it because when you watch that video, you think, "Oh my God, I want to feel whatever she's feeling." It's that but I Harry would I Sally would just goes, I'll, put I'll a caveat there. Yeah, 
that um, from my experience, I'm telling you, it's like playing Russian roulette. Okay. You don't know if you're going to be curled up in a ball in the corner thinking that you're going to get murdered for Mm. nine hours or whether you're going to be like her seeing pretty Mm. lights. It's, you never know what you're going to get. And if it's pretty frightening. Mm. And also I've, I've known people take the wrong amount and then go and have a psychotic break and never come back. Yeah. Okay, uh, a quick uh, hair product review. Yes. Lots of people asking. Yes, lots of people. Do hair products, do hair products. So um, I'll do, uh, well, maybe I'll slip in one here and there. I'm stumbling across something that I really like. You use a dry texturizing spray. I do. I live in Tunbridge Wells. Mm -hmm. There's a Space NK there. It's where I get my tubing mascara. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so I, um, I saw this stuff called Arib. Yeah. Um, it's a huge... Now, in the hair world, we'll call it Orbe, but... Oh, do you? It's spelt quite weird, isn't it's it? It's spelt O-R-I-B-E. Yes. So, Oribe. It's spelt Oribe. Yeah. But, um, Orbe. But, but certainly a lot of people and call it Orbe, yeah. It's an enormous can. Big can. It's yeah. a, It's got a lot of product in it. Mm. Um, but it's it's really expensive it's 28 pounds for yeah. a can and then when you found out how much it cost you said i've got something that is really good yeah at well a lot of people use that spray if you watch like some video tutorials from sam mcknight and people like that on youtube and on you see them using that or a rebase spray mm. a lot get, but what a dry texturizing spray is just for those you don't know is it's like a it's a bit like a very light dry shampoo and there's a couple of other ingredients in there one of them's probably a kind of flexible resin like pvp so it's a bit like a hairspray and it's a bit like a dry shampoo and there's maybe a couple of other things in there as well so there'll be some starch in there like rice starch or tapioca starch so it kind of a slight powdery feel to it if you're putting your hair up in a kind of messy ponytail or a bun or a top knot or anything like that or a kind of messy braid they're really good but you put them in dry hair you don't put them in wet hair and it's this idea that, that's come about over the last 10 years or so which we call dry styling so you take your dry hair and you turn it into a really nice hairstyle very quickly with one of these sprays and a bit of a technique. Um, yes? Can I say something? Yesterday, mm-hmm. um, I hadn't washed my hair the day before, yep. and I did a job yesterday, yes. and my hair was a little bit flat, mm-hmm. and you smothered my hair yes. um, with this dry texturizing spray. Yeah. We filmed it. We mm-hmm. will put it on the Making the Cut podcast um, Instagram, Instagram page, page yes. um, to show you what it does, but it really does something lovely yeah yeah to flat hair it, it basically so if you've got a bit of an oily scalp or a bit of greasy roots then the, the dry shampoo aspect of the product will absorb that oil so you lose the flatness straight away it also um pushes uh, these bits of resin into the hair to push the hair away from one another so you instantly get some body out of the hair as well they're really overpriced these sprays and i assume because they were quite rare and not many of them on the market but i found this one um called it's called mess up and it's from umberto giannini and you can buy it in boots they're exclusive to boots so you can't get it anywhere else other than maybe on their website and maybe a few online stores as well it's about seven pound 99 i think i mean in boots. that's amazing compared to the yeah what well, i was paying it's it's really good, this one. I love it. And I used, I've used i used this on your hair virtually throughout The Mask Singer. And I use it a lot on a lot of my other clients. And I also use it on my own hair. Um, you know, I put, put a few bits and pieces in there. And usually once a day, I'll just give it a blast with this stuff just to get some body into it. So my hair, my hair is really fine and really flat. Although if you saw a picture of it, you wouldn't necessarily think so because it's got so much of this stuff in it. But it's really good. So if you're looking for a dry texturizing spray... You put it in dry hairs for quick, easy styling. You can use heated tongs over the top of it so you can spray it on. 
use your uh, curling tongs. I wouldn't say it's great for straightening because straightening hair has normally got to have non-sticky and really slick hair. So if you're, if you're putting uh, waves in your hair or something like that, it's really good. So use it a bit before and then use a bunch of it afterwards after you've chonged your hair. It's really nice. There are loads of these out there. And of course, you could use a bit of Batiste uh, dry shampoo and a bit of hairspray as well as a, as, as a maybe even a cheaper option of that effect. But I would say this is well worth the money. Uh, it's a really good product. Um, so that is my hair product review for this week. Great. Mess up by Umberto Giannini Dry Texturizing Spray. Should we just wrap this one up? Yes. Okay. Um, There's so, so, many, so there were so many more things I wanted to talk to you about. Yes, I know. I had so many more things to discuss. Mm. I wanted to talk about Kate and Rio. Oh, of course. Making yes. a step family. We didn't talk about that. Um, I just quickly, quickly want to say mm-hmm. I've got a stepmum, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's an incredibly difficult role to play. She's been amazing. She's been my stepmum since I was six, mm-hmm. and she saved me really but I was very difficult it was a kind of, I was very prickly when I was a teenager but I look back with such immense gratitude for the role that she played it's a very difficult role to slide into and this documentary is an amazing documentary to watch it's such an insight into children mm-hmm. and their feelings around grief and bereavement and all the emotions that they go through and we think that children don't understand or can't aren't emotionally intelligent Mm. enough to um talk or feel in the same way as adults these kids are amazing i would say if if the idea that it's about rio and kate is putting you off watching this and don't don't let that because the highlight of this whole thing is hearing other Mm. children not necessarily their children Mm. but other children who've lost their dad or their Mm. mum and they're now in a new family setup being able to kind of articulate their feelings oh they were amazing it's incredible that's the bit that floored us both really is there's there's a kind of group discussion between a bunch of kids who've all gone through this and they're just talking about how it made them feel it's the kids that never really knew the parent that died that seemed to be struggling more in that setup but it might just because they were younger and of course they don't have the same connection with their their the parent that passed away as their their siblings do but that bit is the highlight of the whole thing really Um, and i found kate a big breath of fresh air i was really i was really impressed by her and i I must admit that i did start the documentary sort of thinking well i'm not i'm not sure sure. about her and i i actually really warmed to her in a really big way i thought she was very very honest about all the feelings that go with what Mm. she's going through and she anyway it's well worth a watch watch it um i did a lady's hair yesterday who said your podcast is really helping me lose weight uh is it that bad and she said no she listened to it because she started running and it's a really good length podcast to run to She's also had Invisalign done off my recommendation a while back before the podcast, oh, but she loved that bit. So she'd had that done and um, yeah, she was just saying how, how great it was and it was really helping her. And I've had a few people on the Making the Cut podcast say how great it is for um, working out to, for well, running to and good. stuff like that. It's really good, isn't good. it? Good. Yeah. Get running. Yeah. Um, and stretch. So well done, Charlotte. Keep up the running. You can contact us anytime on the Making the Cut Instagram page. Just read, um, just go through the comments and make a comment to any of the posts we do. We do read all the comments, either I do or you do, right? Yes. Uh, and if you ask us a question, we'll absolutely do our very, very best to get back to you. And if you've got any recommendations as well, put them in there. Making the Cut podcast. Yeah. That's what we are. That's what we are.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 